Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Chanel's Language Learning Journey podcast on Anchor.fm. With your host, Chanel Patrice Hancock. It's Friday, June 21st, 2019 here in Akron, Ohio. It's a beautiful, sunny day to the start of the summer solstice, which has begun today on June 21st. I want to thank the sponsors of the show, Flipboard.com, where you can go to find your newspaper articles, your magazine subscriptions, information about experts, industry influencers, all for free, and it is 100% accessible with Android phones and iPhones as well. If you have VoiceOver for the Mac, if you have JAWS for Windows or NVDA, System Access or Linux, it's also accessible with those screen readers as well for Mac and PC operating systems. So thank you to Flipboard.com for continuing to help keep the lights on at Chanel's Language Learning Journey podcast. I really appreciate it. Now it's on to today's episode where I want to talk about accessibility for people who have disabilities and they're learning languages or they may be on social media sites such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, WhatsApp. They are using screen readers, people are using closed captioning software and a lot of times people like to throw up JPEG files which they scan a picture into a scanner they upload it onto the site and there is no type of caption indicating what the page is about so a screen reader would look at this page and see it as blank someone that's deaf wants something to read so they'll know what that picture is all about. And unfortunately, if you're deafblind, you have to use a braille display, if you can afford one, to read the captions as well. And if they're not there because the person just didn't think about people who have disabilities when they were sitting there posting these JPEG files or these PDF files, for instance, onto their sites. Um, You know, we all have to exist. It's difficult to learn a language for some people who have a disability. Yes, there is audio, but there are people that use Braille, and sometimes they don't have access to Braille in the language that they need it in because it's expensive to reproduce. And so, therefore, they have to get the state involved. If it's not for an economic um, business plan reason where you have your own business or if it's not for educational purposes, they're not going to purchase you a $1,400 to $6,000 display for you to use just for your own personal use. It's not going to happen that way. And unfortunately, a lot of people do without having the right to have proper literacy for people that are blind, visually impaired, deafblind, ETC. And so, you know, when people are creating their language learning companies, you know, they have courses that they do, and a lot of them are in PDF. And unfortunately, what is sad is that 
you know, they're fully sighted. They don't really have a disability. And if they're, if they do, it's probably invisible. So it's something that they can work around as opposed to somebody else who's their visible disability is that they're deaf and they need closed captioning, you know, or they're, they're visually impaired and they need larger text or they need their stuff to be contrast a certain way where the page is on black and white instead of white and black lettering. I mean, these are the types of things that people don't understand when they're creating companies is that you're going to come across people that are disabled and we all have to live in this world and in this space, whether you have a business that, you know, you're selling textiles, for instance, or you're selling graphic novels. If the stuff isn't accessible for people of every background to utilize, they're not going to buy it. You're going to lose out on a very big market of people. And it's just not going to be equal for everybody, even though people say that they want to be an equal opportunity uh, opportunity, um, employer. They want to be equal opportunity within language learning or whatever the subject matter may be. And this doesn't just go to, you know, Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, which I have to give these companies some credit. They actually do implement enough accessibility um, procedures in place for their companies to make sure that everybody's accommodated. But when it comes down to language learning, oh, um, I only know one person, Shahida Foster of Black Girls Learn Languages, that has just now implemented a um, policy where she is making her site more accessible for people that are disabled, especially the blind and the visually impaired, where there's going to be rich text format on her site along with pdf for people to download the materials that she posts whether it's an interview whether it's just a blog that she's posting um, about language learning and black women and the language learning community and what they're trying to do to make the language learning community better in regards to inclusion of minorities especially black women showing that they too are polyglots, they too are influencers and authors and, you know, journalists, ETC business aficionados um, within the language learning um, environment. And this is something that I'm very happy to say on the podcast today because this is the first person that has implemented these types of changes to their website because they know that people are going to come on their website and they want to make sure that it's equal for everybody not just a particular um, group of people and I'm going to be honest there are disabled people everywhere and a lot of people don't have access to a proper equipment or proper smartphones or you know, that live in third world countries such as Uganda and, um, 
you know, uh, Mexico and Dominican Republic and Haiti, for instance, in some places, they don't have Braille at their disposal. They don't have the appropriate computers to be able to access the internet. I know someone right now that lives in Uganda and and um, they have their own charity where they're helping people that are disabled ages 2 to 24 years old and they have a variety of disabilities aside from blindness and what is so sad is that they don't have proper computers. They have outdated computers that are like from 2006. And what's so sad is that they cannot raise the money to get people to donate to their organization to help these kids, you know, try to live productive lives in the community. And so this person's going out of pocket to try to raise money himself, by himself, to... um you know, make a difference in people's lives that, you know, and, and I mean, and it's a very sad thing when, you know, in a third world country, you can't even get the proper materials to be able to successfully search the internet. I mean, he uses his phone for the internet. And he actually downloads this podcast every week. And his teachers love it because for the first time, his students are learning English because of my podcast. Which I'm very happy to say is a great thing uh, for, you know, the show and myself that I know that I'm impacting people worldwide in 74 countries now. And I feel that if you're going to be on the internet, if you're going to have a company, if you are going to have um, languages be the the main um, topic that you're going to be selling to people, whether it's books, whether it's courses, whether it's videos, whether it's, you know, merchandise, you, at the end of the day, are responsible to make sure that your sites are 100% accessible under international disability rights because I guarantee you that you're going to find somebody that has a disability. And if it's not an invisible disability, it's a visible one. And so understand that you're learning about them and they're learning about you And if you are a true educator, that you would embrace accessibility because it will bring you more people to your sites by implementing these particular um, suggestions that people in the disability community that might be a part of your page on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, um, YouTube are suggesting, you know, I mean, I understand that people actually can get degrees where they can be a teacher of the visually impaired, or they can be a teacher of deaf people, so forth and so on. But if you're getting a general education degree, I think people should be made mandatory 
to work with people that are blind, visually impaired, deaf, because it gives them a broader range of exposure to other people that are not like them and some more empathy. I mean, because I have to say that the millennial and the Gen Sur generation seems to not really have too much um, compassion for people that have disabilities. I've talked to people where they've said, well, this app wasn't made for people like you. And I said, well, wait a minute. This is an app that is being made for educational use. The company should be aware that this is what is going on, that this isn't accessible with screen readers, and that could they make this accessible? Because guess what? You can't just make something for the select few and think that you're supposed to isolate the rest of the world because everyone has a disability in their own right. And language learning is very you know, difficult for some people who have disabilities because they don't have the right technology or the right information or the right resources or the right um, web pages, so forth and so on. And because of that, you know, I got some flack and someone actually said, well, guess what? She's right. You know, you have to start looking much more bigger at the picture than just your own ego. And I mean, there are some people, they don't even have companies and they actually come out and and say these things and they don't even realize that they are offending other people by shunning somebody because they've never had to be exposed to someone that's disabled. Well, guess what? I'm surprised your next door neighbor's kid doesn't have a disability or you don't know anyone in your own family. Well, at the end of the day, we're all disabled in our own right. And if you want people to accommodate you for being um, told what someone puts up on a page, then you have to do the same thing for that person. It can't be a double standard. It can't be a bunch of hypocrisy. Because at the end of the day, we all love languages. And it's not about the money. It's about bringing language to everyone around the world in the most accessible way possible. If you can put captions on things that you post on social media, on your own websites, that would go a long way to help the blind, visually impaired, deaf, blind, legally blind, deaf people, etc. And understand we're all of languages understand that we're all people and that everyone communicates differently and everyone gathers information differently i have to use my screen reader it can't read pdf files it can't read jpeg files and if it does read pdf i have to open safari in order for it to work and that is very cumbersome for someone that has low vision So don't think that because you create something that you have to make it easy for you because technically you're not making this for yourself. You're making this for somebody else who is going to buy it. And so with that in mind, you have to take everything into consideration when you're making something, not just 
what you want from it. Because at the end of the day, that person or persons are going to go on your site. And if the screen reader can't connect to a link because every time they do the screen moves, that means that you made your website incorrect. And honestly, nobody wants to go on a page where the screen is moving. (laughs) I've seen that with certain people. It's websites, and I couldn't buy anything off of it, so I just said, screw it. But, I mean, they lost my customer service because their screen wasn't accessible. And then when I told them, it still didn't get fixed. So, I mean, honestly, it's not time for isolationism. It's time for expansion and growth within the language learning community and making everything 100% accessible. Because I guarantee you, there are people out there that would benefit tremendously from some of the people in their products. Like, okay, Language Boost is one. Um, I Will Teach You a Language is another. Fluent in Three Months is another. Um, You know, Link is another. I'm just throwing out names here that I know of at the top of my head. Um, you know, and I personally feel that if you're creating content for people, make sure that it's accessible. Make sure you have other formats that they can download from Rich Text Format, TXT Format. Rich Text Format is for Mac. TXT is for Windows. And, you know, when you throw a JPEG file up and you're throwing up a call today, Make sure that there's a caption there. Make sure that stuff is written out so the screen reader will be able to read it. And make sure that when someone's asking you a question, that you respond. Because that makes you look bad as the person that owns the company if you don't respond to that person. And they're waiting hours for a response that you never gave. And someone else had to give the response that doesn't even work for the company. So, I mean, these are just certain things that I've noticed as someone that buys stuff from people. Um, And I've also noticed this with other people that have spoken to me about it. And I said, you know, you only can be professional about it. I mean, they're going to either do it or they're not going to do it. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you cannot educate them on this. If they don't want to, you know, implement anything. Because either they just don't know, they're not comfortable asking. Which, by the way, if you can ask for help to start a um, language event, you can sit there and ask somebody who has a disability in writing if you want what can I do to help the situation because guess what if you don't communicate and the other person is communicating to you it's not the same oh I have to go to you to explain to you why this is happening but yet I keep explaining until I am completely blue in the face And so if I don't see any results, if I don't see any changes, then that makes me look at it like, well, you really don't care. 
And to be honest, a lot of people feel that way. A lot. And I thought I would bring this topic up because I don't know about you guys, but if you guys want to chime in on this, feel free to please um, send me a message on anchor.fm slash Chanel Patrice Hancock, C-H-E-N-E-L-L-E-P-A-T-R-I-C-E-H-A-N-C-O-C-K. Um, Chanel's Language Learning Journey Podcast. Because I will answer your question in a future episode, mainly because this is a topic that needs to be addressed. You know, they're losing out on potential customers because they don't want to implement accessibility. You know, not everything is a visual thing. Not everything is, you know, a PDF environment. Um, I know that that seems like it's easier to do. You can have that as an option, but why not add TXT and rich text format while you're at it? Why not add, you know, everyone just think it's audio. Well, no. You know, there's some people that are deaf, so they need caption. You know, and if, if people are, are creating videos and they're not putting captions in their videos, then they're screwed. I mean, okay, I suck at doing captions. However, at the end of the day, um, I will say this. Being disabled, I'm not the most technology savvy person on the face of the planet. The fact that I even have a podcast tells you something. But I will say... You know, I plan on getting better with my technology skills. But, you know, if I don't know something, I go to someone that does know the subject matter more than me. And I exhaust all my um, resources before I go ask for help. Then that way I can say I at least tried. But I know people have been very warm to the idea of accessibility and implementing it into their companies. In regards to the language learning side of things. However, I think that a lot of people in the disability community at large, whether you're blind or deaf or visually impaired, um, feel like it's not fast enough. You know, people can create more content a lot more quickly than they can trying to implement two file types into their repertoire of content that they already have which wouldn't take that long to be honest with you like i said before i think some of it is because the more work someone has to put in the less um energy they're willing to put towards that because you know evidently some people actually assume that they're not um able to do that extra mile. But you're willing to do the extra mile so you can get the $300, $500 you want for a course. But you want everybody to buy the course, even people who are on disability to buy the course, but it's not accessible. That doesn't make any sense. And honestly, I refused to buy a course until it was 100% accessible. Just because I feel I'm not going to waste the money that I have to buy something, and it's not. I will ask you questions. Okay, how accessible is this course? Will I be able to use this with my screen reader? And if you can't answer these questions, then you need to go back to the drawing board and you need to 
Talk to people that use screen readers. Do some research. You can do research about all this other stuff, but you refuse to do research on accessibility implementation for your own companies. So that says a lot. When people want transparency, people want inclusion, and people want diversity. And if that's not happening, the language learning community is going to lose a lot of people who love languages because the stuff is not accessible. It just isn't. And if you are in a part of the world where you don't have the access to the technology in the first place to be able to access it, it's even worse. So I hope you guys like this episode. It's pretty lengthy. It's almost 25 minutes long. So I think I'm going to stop here. But I will end by saying I do enjoy Link. Fluent in three months. I will teach you language.com and languageboost.biz a great deal and what they're trying to do to bring about change in learning languages for everybody the best way they know how. Now, I want to thank the sponsors once again, flipboard.com. And I want to thank you guys for subscribing to the podcast, for keeping listening to the podcast um i'm at 8.3k listeners i would love to get up to 10k because you guys if i get up to 10k i'll be able to get real sponsorship from people like italki and that would be great for me and if you can give me a rating and review on this episode or any of the other episodes that i've done so far on spotify google play store apple Podcasts. Podbean, ETC, um, I would really appreciate it. Thank you so much to listening to the show. And I'll be back next week with another new episode of Chanel's Language Learning Journey podcast. And remember, language learning is a journey, not a race. Enjoy the process. Bye.